scriptures with me. We're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. Welcome to week 46, which I was just saying, Melody, before you got on to Tracy, I'm like, that makes me sad that our time on the podcast is ending, but it's good. I mean, we've, we're going to be together for 52 weeks and we'll still be friends after, so. For sure, for sure. We don't need a <laughs> podcast to keep our friendship alive. No, it's so true. The so. thing is, it's not going to be the same, though. If we don't, if we're not meeting on a weekly basis, it's not the same. And I acknowledge that. And I'm just going to state that. It's true. It's true. But we, then we can up our Marco Polo game, guys. And yes. I set times that, like, put it in the schedule for next year when we're going camping. Like, we need to just schedule everything out for the whole year since you guys are the biggest planners I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Melody. Tracy's pointing at Melody. Melody, like, doesn't have a free weekend forever, so. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today, so our invitation was to do something with your budget, whether that was to look at what you were spending, whether that was to revamp it, just something. And part of the reason that this has been appealing to me is because I have done a lot of podcasts for work lately with people like talking about the panic that there is with the recession. Um, But it was interesting because just the other day, um, I did a podcast with a guy that was talking about this recession during Reagan's time. And, uh, you know, I often hear of like the 2007, 2008, but I hear all the time people say like, it's cyclical. Is that how you say it? Cyclical? Like that, that's just how it is with interest rates, with the stock market, with real estate. And I think like seeing that and, and talking to people that have lived through these different price increases, it just is a reminder to me about when you're prepared, you, you won't fear. And, and really the importance of living within my means and having a savings account so it doesn't matter what the interest rates are it doesn't matter what the inflation is like i don't have to worry about that and i i've just observed people uh, that we've interviewed that have been a little bit older and that are a little bit more secure with their investments and this isn't a big deal to them because they've seen all these different um little the times of uncertainty in their life um but so first i want to ask what do you guys feel like with with hearing that i feel like i don't know i feel like i'm kind of naive and i probably should feel more nervous than i do um and I feel like I'm not, I, 
am also not as informed as I should be about our economy and what's going on. Um, I prefer, you know, I feel like so many people say this, like, I prefer to like be oblivious, not know what's going on, or else I stress crazy about it. And honestly, there's a lot of things that we're, me and Jacob are not doing that we probably should be doing. And we also, um, you know, with us both being business owners or, you know, doing things differently financially than, you know, what we were taught. And I know, I just kind of, if I think too much about it, I get nervous. So I'm just kind of like, I just always kind of bring myself back to the present. And I'm like, you know, we're just, Jacob and I are just going to do what we can do right now. And we'll just figure it out as we go. So I know that's, that's my thoughts on it. Well, and I mean, um, like, I think it's okay to not know what's going on and to be sort of in your own reality. But I've seen a lot of people be panicky. And that's where I love hearing from like these people that have experienced it and that have that security. And I think that that's like what you're saying with Jacob, like that's, um, I don't know. I, I Like it's a good way to not be so worried about things. Trace, did you have any comments? I have lots of comments, <laughs> but I think that my primary takeaway is I'm I'm older <laughs> than than Melody, <laughs> and I think that I've like made enough foolish decisions financially that I'm wishing I was smarter when I was in my twenties, or that I was a little bit more forward thinking. <laughs> so. I think I'm the one who's like, man, if I would have just been a little smarter, if I would have just planned a little bit more for my future and been more forward thinking about how you build wealth, I think I could be in a better position than I am right now. And I just think that that is just the truth. Oh, I think 100%. Um, I feel exactly the same way. Just... Yeah, like I, I just never thought about my future. And I, I sort of wonder if part of that is that I always thought a man was my financial plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, and so um, until I got to my later 20s and I was like, no, I'm my financial plan. So, but I like, this has made me just reflect in it and be like, I want to, I mean, I've, I've built up my savings and I'm like, I want to continue saving for that rainy day. I, I want to not spend all that I could, you know? And I looked up on, let me find it. So on C, CNBC, they talked about the breakdown of debt for the nation. And this article was fascinating here. Let me find it. It said that, um, guys, now I can't find it. Just a sec. I have too many tabs open. Story of my life. <laughs> Everyone, not joking, she has 100 tabs open. <laughs> okay, so actually, 
there were two articles. There's one on CNBC, and then I cross-examined it with Dave Ramsey because I feel like Dave Ramsey is like the guru of debt. And both of them were saying the same thing that um that even though like the household net worth is on the rise, um Americans are in so much debt. And they said that it's at a all-time high for personal debt in the US of 14 trillion dollars. And so um it says 77% of Americans have at least some type of debt. And then it went through and talked said that um the average American has $14,000 of credit card debt, $58,000 of student loans, $31,000 of auto loans, and then $200,000 of mortgage. And anyways, um, and he talked about how 45% of American households carry a balance on um, their credit card. Um, so it was just sort of, eye-opening to look at and be like, man, I don't think that we're, a lot of people are doing good with managing their money. And I was talking about how like this wanting to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians, you know, like um, has really been damaging for a lot of people, especially now as there's inflation and and just everything's more expensive. So and I mean, I've had my time that I've gotten into credit card debt and it's a beast to pay off. Um, but I just feel like this whole thing, the reason that I actually wanted to talk about this is I was editing a podcast for Notable Peeps that they paid off over $150,000 of debt. Mm. And the crazy thing is most of it was student loan debt. And he said, and his dad co-signed with him, and he said his biggest advice to his kids would be to not get into debt for student loans. I think he's uh, right. <laughs> yeah. But that's not, that's so contrary to what, what's out there. But like, here's this guy that he just kept on, he thought he was going to be a doctor, and then he ended up not being a doctor, and then he had $150,000 worth of debt. Actually... It was total two seventy five, and then they paid off a bunch of it. They moved to Dubai for, and like it took ten years for them to pay that all off. Wow, oh, that's nuts. The thing is, I'm so impressed. I'm like, they know they can do hard things. Like those right? people, though I know that that was probably a really tough lesson to learn. In a way, I'm thinking like those people know they can do hard things. Like those people had that experience so that they could learn that but at the same time like how can we avoid unnecessary burdens that might like just feel like they're never we're gonna, never gonna get out of it um one thing i did want to say sorry i was thinking about like melody in regards to like your financial plan or how you do your finances like i don't want to shame anybody here i'm just saying like for myself looking back on my life i'm like oh man like, I feel like you're in a way better spot than I was at your age. Like, once again, let's just revisit the fact that you're building your own business. Like, you and Jacob are, like, building a financial future for yourself, but it's through the choices you're making right now in building a business that can help support 
your life moving forward. And so I feel like you do have a vision um, and it is for your future. Like you are future minded in what you're doing right now moving forward. And I feel like I could have just made different choices (laughs) and I would have probably set myself up to have more security, like to be a more kind of stable person. Um, and I, I look back on those things and I think it was, a, it was a shame that I didn't come out of college and buy a house. Like I should have just been like, there's no reason why I can't. Like I can buy a house right now. Like things like that, where if I would have been more of an investment minded person and even diversifying, literally just buying the S&P, like going on and buying, um, even debt, well, I mean, uh, the stock market, like using the stock market, if you invest a certain amount of money every month in literally the same, just like a diversified portfolio, you can like make good money over time. And so I think it's just kind of like being smart about those things and like trusting that process. And I feel like I just could have been more educated. I just did not care. Like, I don't know why, just did not care. You know, I can kind of relate to that. Also, thank you for the things that you said. I feel like there's there's a lot of financial areas where I'm like that too, where I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. But at the same time, I also am like, but I kind of do care, especially as, you know, Jacob and I have been talking about like starting a family within the next few years. Like we do, we do we do want to be ready for that. And it has, it has made us think financially about things differently. And if like, honestly, if we decided to just live life the way we're living it right now for the rest of our lives and just like rent and never have kids and just run all day, every day. And like, we could keep living how we're living. But I think that you have to have a like, I don't know. You you have to have a financial plan if you want to move forward in your life. Not that money is everything, but I feel like a part of like growing and moving forward in life and taking the next step is like you need to be financially ready for the steps in your life. So definitely. And I think it's about taking like little steps and like taking bigger steps and being like, oh, wow, I can take a bigger step financially. I think sometimes we think like, oh, I have to have all this ready before I can take that step. And I'm like, no, 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 you can like take it a little bit sooner than you think. So maybe that's also maybe an incorrect perception that I have, but I kind of feel like if I would have been more risky, like more risk, willing willing to take risks, it would have benefited me. And David always tells me, he says, risky is the new safe. That's like his, that's his motto. Like you've got to take risks in order to have the payoffs that you want. And I think that's true. You know, well, can we, sorry, go ahead, stop. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say this. So I just want to say amen to that. Like, and, and I don't even know if I can totally say amen because I don't know if I've ever been really risky in the financial moves that I've made. I feel like I have been risky in the sense of like quitting my full-time job and starting a business. But at the same time, it's not like we've ever taken out a loan. We just have lived like really frugally. And um, my brother, I've been talking to my brother a lot about, my business because he's you know he's like obviously a few steps ahead of me in the business world and um 
he said today he told me, well, I've been considering taking out a loan for my business. And that that scares the crap out of me because it's always been my mindset to just you don't go in debt. Like you just you just don't spend more than you make. And that's always how Jacob and I have lived. Like we we worked while we were in school. So we were able to pay through pay for school as we went through school. Um, every car we've ever bought, it's like we've bought it with cash, like salvage title, like old car. So we don't have to go into debt. Like, so we've never gone into debt. We've just lived, you know, so, um, which I'm like, you know, that's good. That's good that we've lived that way. I just have realized that, you know, we could continue to live that way, but we're never going to make it really big with that mindset. And my brother said today that, um, he said, never going into debt, he said, and I don't want this to be offensive to anyone. These are his words. He said, is a middle-class mindset. And I was like, mm. oh, that's really interesting. He said, if you want to make a lot of money, he said, use other people's money to make yourself more money. And I'm like, I just like what you said about taking risks. Like, I just have been thinking about risk-taking lately. And if you look at anybody, any you know, big business owner, like they have taken crazy financial risks. And I just like that just recently has really clicked for me, like the importance of taking those risks, like taking those jumps to get to where you want to be. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. And, and I feel like I have a friend that she just went into business for herself. And the within like the first month, she was making more than she was at her other job. Right. And so wow. I think that there's a lot of times where my dad, when he started the company with his business partner, they um, within like, I think it was nine months later, we, we moved to the house that my parents are currently in. So wow. I do feel like that there's those times and I don't know if they took out loans or whatever, but there's those times that the risks like they're scary and they're big, but they have big rewards. So. Well, and I think those risks really force you to take action. Like you like, okay, I just took out a 300,000 small business loan. Like I better work my butt off to pay this back. Right. Yeah. Versus if there's no risk or no commitment, then it's, it's so easy to just, you know, not do it. Yeah. Well, and um, with that, I feel like a business loan or even a car or house is different than that that number of just the consumer debt like the credit card debt like that's a lot and that's just giving into you know oh i want that shirt oh i want to have that that meal or whatever from doordash or and i have found these past couple months that i've been making purchases that aren't as wise and that's why like looking at it and being like ooh. Like I was not really watching where I was spending and I don't want my money to go towards like stuff that I don't have anything to show for it, you know? What, what are your guys' thoughts on, I feel like it's good to be frugal and it's good to look at your finances and it's good to spend things or it's good to not spend money on things you shouldn't spend money on. But you also don't want to be so penny-pinching and so frugal that you can't enjoy life. And Because, like, I grew up the way I was, like, 
the way I grew up was you don't even buy like a pack of gum at the grocery store because that's, um, what's the word? That's a luxury. Like a pack of gum is a luxury, right? You don't need that. And I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, I pick up a pack of gum every time I go to the grocery store. And there's that, you know, in school, they teach you like, well, if you pick up one pack of gum every single week for this many months and this many years, this is how much money you spent on just gum. And, you know, and I think about that and I'm like, so what if I spend that much money on gum? I really like gum. It's my little treat when I go to the store. I reward myself when I go grocery shopping. You know what I mean? Like, and if it came down to it, like we were starving and we couldn't afford rice, like I would, I wouldn't buy gum. But I think you still like you can be frugal and also enjoy your money at the same time. I just want to throw that out there. And I wish I needed to rein in on being frugal because like you saying that, I'm like, I, I know that I'm not a frugal person and I could rein it in a lot. Like you bringing up the gum, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I've never experienced that. <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing for you to realize is that like you are a very frugal person. You, you just because of choices that you have I feel like, and maybe this is me. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try not to. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna say this. All right. So here's the thing. I do think like when people get married younger, that they have to figure it out together. Like when they're young and they get married. And I really think that for myself, that I got married older and I just was kind of taking care of myself for a lot of years. <laughs> and then I just got super lazy about stuff. Like oh, I can have that. Like I can do that. Like that's within my budget, right, or whatever. And I think I'm also the type of person I love to give away money. I don't know why. I just love it. I'm like, yeah, Tracy at like service auctions, she throws down like hundreds of dollars. Like, so it's kind of embarrassing to some degree because David always jokes like his grandfather used to say about his grandmother, she used to, he used to say, she would give our neighbor, she would give anyone the shirt off my back, right? And kind of, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a joke, but like David even is like, he kind of is like, you're kind of the same person, like you would give away anything we needed for somebody else to have it, like to some, for somebody else to appreciate it or enjoy it. Like, I really love that. It's, I don't even know what it is. It's just something about me that I'm like, oh, you're doing a fundraiser? Here you go. Oh, you need this? Like, here you go. And sometimes it, it becomes like a real thing to me to be like, oh, how much am I donating? You know? Oh. See, I can learn a lot from both of you guys. You're how such a you are, Tracy. <laughs> how frugal you are, Melody. Okay, well, let's just, let's, let's just put it on the record that I have not been as generous as I used to be, but I, I think it's because I've realized how much money I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I need to, like, rein that. You know, everything is, like, a temperance is needed in all of it. However, I will say that, like, this past today, David and I were out, and I was like, okay, we're going to go get food together. <laughs> like, so we were together, and we went and grabbed some, this place called Angry Korean, and it was the Angry Korean, and I love Korean food, and so I was like, I'm all about it. Anyway. And it's always like Americanized Korean, but nevertheless, we went and got some Korean food and it was so delicious. And I was like, but while I was eating, I was like, this is ridiculous how expensive this is. Like, that's all I could think about. Like, I was having a hard time enjoying the food because I was thinking about how much they had ch charged me for it. And I felt like, you charged me $12 for this? Like, what? It's but rice. I 
and tofu. Do you know how cheap tofu is? I know how cheap tofu is. I mean, like rice and tofu. And I mean, yeah, anyway, just that whole thing. But then I'm also thinking about their business costs. How much does it cost for them to rent here? These people aren't making anything because nobody knows about this place. It's brand new. Like, how are they going to survive? So I'm, I'm already like feeling anxious for the business owners. And then I'm also thinking about how much I spent on this. Anyway, it can kind of ruin your joy. Question for you. If you were buying something for someone else, would you even worry about how much you were spending? No. So the, the thing is, is that I literally bought David and I both our little meals. And then I walked up to Zhao and purchased something for my the person who substituted for me. I got her a bowl of something and like didn't even care. Whatever. $12. Toodles. That's funny. Is it terrible that I feel like I'm the opposite? Like if I buy it for myself, I don't think about it, but then I'm like, like, oh, like this is so much money when I buy it for someone else. <laughs> I actually have been both. I've been both. I've been both in times in my life. I think that that's, yeah, normal. I feel like this has been an interesting talk. We're already to 30 minutes, but. I know. I'm like, wow, there's so much to say about money. Right. But um, anything you guys want to add really quick about like your, if the invitation of like looking at your finances. Sure, I'll go real fast. On this part, I use every dollar. I know the Melody, she, we've talked about like apps before, but I still use every dollar. And um, I think it's it's kind of an interesting, I don't know, to try to get your, your, um, your budget in a way that actually makes sense to you. And it's actually giving you a real look at how much you're spending. I think I'm always shocked. I'm like, wow, that's how much I spent already? Whoa, what am I spending my money on, right? So it, it makes me, it wakes me up a little bit because I've, I looked at like my, so I, I break it down by, by how much I donate to the church and then to charity. And then I do my mortgage, internet, gas, restaurants, groceries, and then like, online monthly prescription subscription so i'm just like aware of how much i'm spending on a monthly basis so i canceled one of my subscriptions that i wasn't using because of this challenge i was like oh i do not need to have that anymore so um it's just good to become aware tracking is the first step in my mind always tracking how much and every time you spend you just track and then you think oh wow okay how do i feel about that that's what i would say even if you don't budget just keep track of your money. Just know where it's going and where it's coming from. Just keep track of it. And I use Mint. It's amazing. It has changed my life. So um, that's what I would say. You need to have a tutorial about that. <laughs> and I use Nerd Wallet and I love it. So three great recommendations for apps. But I do like how it just puts your money in the different areas. And I'll even see like, um it will say like oh fees or whatnot and it's like oh obviously that because i had one of my bills that um i had set for like later in the month not realizing that it was supposed to be due on the 15th and then it was being later and so i feel like it's good to see all the different things of like fees or like, oh, my checking account's charging me a lot. Or this card has this fee every year. I don't know. So. Totally. Totally. 
Anyways, our invitation for you guys is to look at your finances, um, to examine a way for you to be better, like just better at watching your money and knowing where it's at. And yeah, so remember to focus on the fire this week and we hope you have a great week. Thank <laughs> you.